Hello, and welcome to Mind of Micah and Backdoor Cover. This is a special episode that uh, we're going to simulcast across both Backdoor Cover, our sports podcast here at MWBK Creative and Sales, and Mind of Micah, my silly podcast about myself. Mm, Mashup. I'm Micah. This is Brad. Hey, Micah. Hey, Brad. Brad co-hosts Backdoor Cover with me. That's true. If you're interested, if you're listening to Backdoor Cover and you've never heard Mind of Micah, you should listen to that. And if, you've, if you're listening on Mind of Micah and you've never heard Backdoor Cover, you should listen to that as well. It's the Super Bowl week. We're going to be talking a lot about sports. Uh, and we've got some very special guests here to join us later this week. Now, you may be wondering why we're doing a simulcast. Well, the answer is uh, the biggest story outside of... Uh, the impeachment of the president in the nation today is the death of Kobe Bryant. And it's uh, it's a sports story, so we're going to talk about it, and I thought it would be appropriate to share on Backdoor Cover. It's also um, something I wanted to talk about for a lot of reasons. Today's Micah's Read of the Week, I won't even play the silly music, is called Kobe Bryant's Story, Tragically Unfinished. It's by Tom Ziller. It's not published anywhere. It's just from his newsletter called Good Morning Basketball. Or Good Morning I'm Basketball, I should say. Uh, Let me start over. It's called Good Morning It's Basketball. Better known as G-B-I-B. Good Morning It's Basketball. Tom Ziller has written all over the internet about basketball before, and now he has a subscription newsletter. I will mention that today's newsletter was free to all uh, subscribers and non-subscribers. So I'm not just taking stuff behind a a content wall and sharing it with you. Uh, I would highly suggest Good Morning It's Basketball. I believe Tom Ziller to be uh, the finest basketball writer in the world. I know that's high praise, but I always really enjoy what he does. And, And generally, it's not so much about X's and O's as it is... uh introspective of the people that play this game at the highest level. Uh, Kobe Bryant was certainly in that caliber. Uh, Zilla wrote extensively about LeBron James this summer, and uh, I think we talked about on one of Micah's Reads of the Week how you have to be a psycho. You have to not be a normal person. You don't reach these levels of greatness if you're just a well-adjusted human being. Kobe Bryant certainly fits into that. Uh, in case you've been living under a rock, obviously, Kobe Bryant, as, as well as eight other people, died in a helicopter accident on Sunday. Um, it's a weird story. This is kind of unprecedented, at least in my lifetime, to have a sports figure uh, die in this way. I guess that's not really true. There was the baseball player who died in a boating accident, and there's things like this, but this is a little bit different. And... uh this seems way larger scale. And then also like the family component, the, the children that were yeah, involved. Yeah, it makes stuff. it even more tragic. Of yeah. course, one of the other people on board was was Kobe's 13-year-old daughter. And her teammate and her teammate's family, I believe. Yeah, yeah not great. Anyway, I will read from the piece, and Brad and I will talk about it, discuss it as such. Before we get to it, I should mention a couple things. One, Backdoor Cover Super Bowl Extravaganza Week is on. We have uh, Can't Miss Mitch bringing you his professional algorithm uh, 
pick for the Super Bowl, as well as Jared Borslow is going to join us later in this week, as well as uh, Will DeFries and some of the other, hopefully some of the members from Wash Media. Mm -hmm, uh, hopefully mm -hmm. we'll get high and tight, or tight and high, I'm sorry, El Gars, Peter the Irish guy, join us here on Backdoor Cover. Uh, as mentioned before, if you listen only to Mind of Micah, check out Backdoor Cover. It's me and Brad talking about sports and uh, other stuff, and think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, get hyped for the Super Bowl. Before we get to a, a dark piece about, you know, a sad uh, event and many lives shortened, we do have a promotional note. Do you like the sound effects there? Of I'm, I'm curious about what you're promoting now. Well, you should all be curious because the Super Bowl is here. Ah. And that means it's time to wager. It's time to gamble on the big game. It's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of the year. It's the biggest gambling event of the year. Don't be one of those broke boys playing $2 squares uh, at a lame Super Bowl party. Go to mybookie.ag, use promo code BDC, like backdoor cover, and you'll get a bonus when you sign up. Put at, 50 bucks in, put 100 bucks in, put your get bets on. You'll get, you'll get free money with it. It's bonus. MyBookie.ag, you know you want to bet, and there's not a better place in the world to bet online than MyBookie.ag. They offer about a million prop bets. I don't know exactly how many it is, but I think it's a million. I lost count in a million. A million sounds about right. Don't take my word for it. Uh, well, do take my word for it. We've been working with MyBookie for years. We trust them. We like them. They're great guys. They're great people, and uh, it's a great service. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag, promo code BDC. Give it a try. Put a few hundred bucks in right now. Uh, gear up for the big game. Hell, win big and cash out if yeah. you want. I, I don't care. You go onto the website. To. You go onto the website. You say create an account. You put in your information. You put in promo code back BDC, and you're good to go. That's right. And you get the the free uh, money automatically attached. Promo code BDC. Uh, go to mybookie.ag today. Gear up for the Super Bowl. Play all the props. You'll love it. It's fun. It's good to have it in there for March Madness, too, because you're going to want to bet on that, too. That's right. The Masters are right around the corner. There's, a lot, there's a lot to bet on. Uh, MyBookie.ag. All right. Let me hit this uh, sound effect again. The mashup. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We're going to get serious again. From Tom Ziller's Good Morning, It's Basketball. Kobe Bryant's story, tragically unfinished on the legend's tragic death and the legacy he leaves behind. Kobe Bryant died Sunday in a tragic helicopter crash in Southern California that also claimed the life of his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and seven others. Kobe and Gianna, the basketball-obsessed girl he publicly doted on, were on the way to travel to a travel basketball game with other passengers. Reportedly, this includes at least one of Gianna's teammates. It's an especially cruel end to their lives, even in this cruel world. On the court, Kobe was loved and hated for all of the right reasons. There was no middle ground with Kobe, his fans or his detractors. Every discussion about Kobe raged with the passion of a supernova. Nobody instilled reverence and awe and deference in players like Kobe. And nobody looked more ready to conquer the world after he retired than Kobe did. We'll stop right there and talk about this. It's hard to to remember, but, I mean, it's not too hard to remember for us, but if you think back seven, eight, ten years ago, Kobe Bryant was the guy. He was Everybody had hot takes best. about Kobe. Yeah. Well, not that he was the best player. He was considered that, though. 
Well, I, by you a, think that's arguing? No, I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, so many people did. Okay, I just he was the lightning brown, uh, the lightning rod. He was the the LeBron. He was the center of all the attention, and he was in L.A., which okay. cannot be diminished. We talk about Kobe Bryant as a great basketball player, but Tim Duncan was a great basketball player too. And if Tim Duncan died in a plane crash Sunday, God, I'd, I'd be torn up. Um, but Tim Duncan, although perhaps a, a better basketball player, a greater basketball player, wow. was not as famous as Kobe Bryant and would never be as famous. And he played in San Antonio, not in L.A., not for the Lakers, not the most famous team in basketball and the, the team that gets the most attention. And he didn't have feuds. And Kobe Bryant wasn't just the center of attention. He was the guy. He said crazy things sometimes. He was always honest. He was, well, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but Kobe Bryant was the attention. He was the center of, he was the North Star of the basketball attention complex. And that's a a complex that is crazier now than it was 10 years ago with Twitter and social media and everything else. International intrigue. The other thing about the last thing that he said here, nobody looked more ready to conquer the world after he retired than Kobe Bryant is something that I think a lot of people are probably talking about. And I don't think that we can talk about it enough. Truthfully, uh, Kobe was in LA. He had already won an Oscar. Uh, he had a production company. Obviously he was going to do things in entertainment, but Kobe Bryant is, was a driven, like meticulously driven psycho. And at 41, like he, there was no signs of that. He had half his life ahead of him. He could have continued to be that psycho if he wanted to advance cancer research. If he wanted to, um, you know, he's probably not going to be a politician, but he could probably advance things, uh, issues he cared about. He had made money off the court on things as well. Kobe Bryant was going to be a force of nature for decades to come. Absolutely. In a way that Tim Duncan, for example, will never be. I don't know why you keep likening him to Tim Duncan, but okay. Tim Duncan had a similar career. Similar. These are guys that played for one team. They played almost, I I don't know how many years Tim played. Kobe played uh, 20 years, was 17-time All-Star. I think Tim played 17, 18 years. I think Tim came out in 96 and Kobe in 97, but whatever. Something like that. But... Yeah, it's just they're not really. My point is, figures. Tim Duncan is going to retire in the sense that, like, your dad or my dad retire Mm. when they, you know, get tired of working, and they're going to relax and they're going to play golf and they're going to chill. Now I know Tim Duncan is is uh, an assistant coach right now, but he played 19 years in the league. My point is, Tim Duncan's not going to change the world after his retirement. Tim Duncan's not going to be a a a cultural force. Okay. For years to come, and Kobe Bryant had Kobe a potential to be Charles. I mean, Charles Barkley is is a cultural force. T- uh, Kobe Bryant was a was a better player, a more famous player. He had a chance to do things uh, in a worldwide sense that that perhaps no basketball player. I mean, Michael Jordan had an opportunity to do, and and notoriously kind of laid low. Um, saw a long way of saying there there was a lot. What made Kobe so maddening, calculating? Maddeningly, maddeningly, maddeningly calculating during his playing career made him look like a certified genius in the three years since he retired 
in a 50-shot salute to himself. By the mid-2000s, after the three-peat, Kobe knew how every action would be interpreted by the media and the basketball world. He and his team methodically built his persona, the Black Mamba nickname, the Nike ad campaigns, the not-so-subtle workout sessions sessions in front of the media, the photo shoots, the post-game, and the parking lot quotes, the trade demand threat, the evaluation of or the elevation of ring culture. And all of that stuff turned out to be the real Kobe once the mask came off. With his legacy cemented and his playing career over, all of that energy and genius went to building his second act, which appeared to be a love letter to basketball and to his family. Kobe and his wife Vanessa were blessed with four daughters, and from everything we saw, which was always something, which was always everything Kobe wanted us to see. Bryant seemed to be in love and be a doting father. You often heard him talking of, or taking his kids to Disneyland. You saw him t- uh, talking hoops courtside with Gianna. That was a clip that went viral just a couple weeks ago. Seeing Kobe as a committed and engaged father is what thawed me to him and what made him look something like a human. That he embraced a variety of young players, including Kyrie Irving, who didn't play Sunday after hearing the news, and Trey Young, who wore number eight for the first couple possessions of the Hawks game, was really cool. That he also befriended and mentored young women players like um, Sabrina Inusco and championed the women's game is so admirable, especially when you consider how his endorsement could instill confidence in young female fans and might nudge his young male fans to cross over into the WNBA and women's basketball fandom. I'm going to stop right here and talk about this. Okay. Uh, Kobe was perhaps the most famous, the one of the, the biggest advocates for women's basketball. Yeah. Uh, he mentored women's players uh, on all sorts of levels. From from there, There's all these videos about him talking about how uh, these girls that were his, his daughter's age uh, weren't tough enough. And, and like, you know starting at a very low level, going all the way to WNBA players and teaching and uh, appreciating the game, showing up to a lot of Sparks games, taking his daughters there. You know, the fact that Kobe had four daughters meant that, um, you know, he's not he didn't have a son. So there won't be a Kobe Bryant in the NBA, Kobe Bryant Jr. Um, but he had really taken that mantle uh, for women's basketball. It was kind of, uh, I think, very admirable. Yeah, you see a a lot of these posts that say Mamba Mentality, which he he released a book, The Mamba Mentality, but the whole premise of it is is basically dedicating yourself to becoming the best possible version of yourself at that that craft. And I think that's kind of what you're describing here is he's looking at these girls and saying, hey, like you said, like hardcore saying you need to look at stuff in there, you need to really dedicate yourself, you need to do this stuff. The other thing, like the uh, he was, he could have, he was on his way to being a a good bridge to taking WNBA a little bit more mainstream and becoming more popular, like with with whatever mainstream media. Because I mean, it while it does have its fan bases, it obviously it could grow, um, and he was he was an advocate of that. So another tragedy. It's true. I'll continue. You know Kobe's induction, Hall of Fame induction speech would have hit every perfect note, and now we'll never hear it. Damn it. 
There is news today that uh, Kobe Bryant is going to be in uh, inducted later this year as a 2020 inductee. I believe that's a year early. Uh, how about Kobe, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett? That's a pretty good class. Actually, I guess he was already announced. So 2020 it was, was when he was going to be a, a up for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we won't talk at all about what this means for the rest of the basketball season, and and uh, you know, this is the big story. Obviously, uh, we've got the All Star break coming up right around the corner. That's going to be a uh, uh, quite a thing. We'll never see what other tri- uh, triumphs Kobe was capable of how he would have written the second half of his life story, a story he had so meticulously crafted his entire first half of his life. What we lose is incredibly small compared to the loss suffered by Vanessa and her daughters, by Kobe's parents and sisters, by his closest friends, and adopted nieces and nephews in and out of the basketball world. It's said that Kobe is your favorite player's favorite player. The impact of his loss was seen in every player's face on Sunday night as the NBA allowed games to be played. The loss will be felt for years. Kobe is gone far too soon, and his story goes tragically unfinished. But in his painfully short life, the imprint he left on the sport is permanent in this generation of players and fans and the next and the next after that. We are without Kobe, but we will never truly be without him. Pretty well written. It's an epic figure mm. um, and lost in the tragic accident. Here is the disclaimer to this piece, which I think is worth reading. And while probably discussed this week, maybe not as well written as this. We don't come to whitewash Kobe's life. He was accused of rape 17 years ago. Prosecutors dropped the case when the woman declined to testify. Bryant settled a civil case with the alleged victim. Kobe showed public remorse in acknowledging that the victim did not believe their sexual encounter was consensual, though he maintained he believed it was. The incident is a huge scar, and it is understandable that some are repulsed by the tributes to Kobe. So on that note, I think uh, we wrap this thing up. Brad, thank you for joining me here on... Mind of Micah's backdoor cover. Look at you mashing it up. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back with more Mind of Micah later this week, and we'll be back with a lot more backdoor cover. So check it out. Thanks for listening again. And uh, I know it feels shameful to say it, but check out mybookie.ag if you're looking to put some money down the game this weekend. Promo code BDC. Till next time. Mm, bye-bye.